All right, all right. Welcome to the Gravity Mint Blanket Podcast. Name of our new band. That's right. That's right. It is uh, It is a, a post-pop, uh, semi-industrial country western band. Right. I would listen to it. Yeah, but you have horrible taste. I do. That's the thing. I listen to some weird shit, so uh, it's right up my alley. Yep. Right up my alley. So I've, I've been... Uh, cruising our instagram periodically i've been stalking us on instagram yeah yeah i know i i hate i hate to admit it but i have actually done this and um so some of my favorite videos of our clients that i've seen uh that are are posting stuff with our, our hashtag on the grams uh the the one that jumps out of my mind is uh a, a woman who is doing our vitamin program in an RV. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I love this because yeah. we get, uh, when we post videos and stuff, we always get comments that are like, Oh, I don't have enough space to do that. Right. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, we, we got, uh, an email a few days ago from someone asking, you know, is it possible to do this in a small apartment in New York? Mm. Yes. Yes. Gene. Absolutely. Uh, our web developer does do these things in a small apartment in New York. Um, You know, and we, we had one guy that uh, said, Oh, I could never do that. I live in Tokyo. I'm like, dude, I live in Tokyo. He's like, Oh, but you know, I I have a, you know, well, no, you don't. What what, what does that have to do with anything? But the point being that yes, the movements that we do, they require some space, right? You need need a little bit of room around you. Uh, But also, also, many of them, if you're a little creative, can be done in a smaller space. And we see people using these in a smaller space. I mean, yes. the rolling, doing, doing floor rolls and stuff in an RV, yep. right? Don't yep. tell me you don't have yep. enough space. Uh, yep. But also, uh, there's some creative ways that you can do things. And we've, we've done these things in smaller spaces. More space is also useful for things. But, you know, it's like that thing where the restraints force you to be creative. Yes, exactly. Constraints, not restraints. Constraints. Restraints, eh, kind of tough. But yeah, constraints. You're restrained as well. Yeah. This is what we're going to be talking about today is how to make the most of the space you have in your training. And sometimes that might be a small space. Sometimes it might be a large space, and that's fine too. But you still need to be able to prepare your space, you know, to make sure that it is effective. And this, this, you know, includes, you know, people always ask us, you know, what kind of special mat is Ryan training mm. on? Uh, and yeah. it's funny, one of the videos that we get this question on, it's literally just a rug that was in the Airbnb where Ryan. <laughs> That's right. What is, where, where can I get that mat? It's a rug. It's yeah. just a rug. Mm, I'm pretty sure it's like, like Target or something, right? Yeah, right. Or something. Yeah, but I don't even know. Yeah. Preparing your space is important and, and not just in terms of the physical space, but uh, the way you approach it mentally and getting the right mind space, getting the right, right mindset and to yeah. have a good session to, to really prepare. So we come from this martial arts background where, you know, you step into the dojo and you, you when you hmm. open the door, you bow, you take off your shoes you step onto the mat, you know, you change your clothes and all these things, the, the, the shift from the outside to the world to inside the dojo and preparing for your training, yeah. you know, and then afterwards you clean the floors, right? right. And yeah. then you change back and then you leave, you know, really how you approach your space uh, can make a big impact on your training. So we're going to talk mm. a lot about this today. Some of it more practical, some of it more philosophical, mm. but this is what we're getting into. 
So welcome. After that extended introduction, I hope that you are not asleep at the wheel. Uh, let's do it. Oh, sorry. Those up there for a second. Yeah, man. So uh, it's not the size that matters. It's what you can do with it, right? So that's that's so my here. life. Yeah. Um, so, but that's basically it. So a lot of people say, okay, I don't have the space. Therefore, I can't. And they don't. And it's a shame, really, to be honest. Um, I think the biggest thing that you can get out of this entire podcast would be to get creative. And um, creativity really is what's going to allow you to continue. And that's the big thing. You might not be doing the exact thing that you want to be doing at that point in time, but you can do something that's going to you know benefit you and something that you can enjoy as well. And so it's really easy to skip your workout um, when it's not easy to get started. And so with, with that, then what we want to do is look at in having this plan and then really creating a space where you have different options for you to be able to do that. So again, if you don't have things set up, it's going to be very easy just to say, listen, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Um, Creativity is really what we're after. And so in the beginning, really taking a look at where you are now, you know, going through the whole COVID thing. um, Is it ever going to end? Who knows? But the thing is really wherever you're at, there is something you can do no matter the size. And so uh, the first thing though, if you really want to take a look at what are your options? And so looking around at your house, apartment, wherever you are, your tent. Okay. (laughs) And Really try and say, okay, what sort of space can I create here? Again, don't think that you have to recreate your entire room, uh, remodel, or do anything like that. All we're trying to do is take a look and say, what is, what are the options? What is right in front of me that I can maybe just shift this couch over a little bit, um, or maybe just as is, What can I do? And so that's, I think, really a good place to start. So instead of saying, well, I don't have a bench, I don't have a chin-up bar, I don't have weights or anything like that. Okay, that's fine. But what what do you have and what sort of space do you have? So again, you might need to move some things around, um, but you just need to make sure that um, you set up your space so that's very accessible. And so, for example, uh, I mentioned the couch. Or let's look at it this way. Let's say that you're in your living room and you've got a table that's in the middle of your middle of your living room. Well, probably don't want to just be doing it as is because it can be dangerous. And that's the other thing too. You need to make sure that you're practicing in a safe place. So you might need to move that table over a little bit. I don't know. Most people's tables are bolted to the floor though, Ryan. Yeah, right. And so that's what I was getting at. And so you might try and think that you're going to do it in your living room and start to move your table and realize, you know what, this sucker's heavy or I can't move this or, or I shouldn't move this because everything else is on the table. So then you go to a different place in your house and say, okay, where are some other places that I could do this in? And so what I'm saying here is that just because you feel that you want to work out in the living room doesn't necessarily mean that that may be an option for you. So this is where you need to get creative, go around your house, your apartment, and just find places that you can do this. Um, Sometimes it can just be as easy as saying there's an empty wall. 
and make sure the TV isn't next to it. And if you can kick up and do a handstand and it's a safe place, there you go. You can practice your handstands. But um, hallways, I think, are great. Um, here in Japan, we don't really have hallways. But, you know, if you live in a country where there's hallways, Andy, I guess you guys do have a hallway in your apartment. Yep. So, you know, there's an option for you to do that. You could do some locomotion. Uh, if you just even have a space that is the size of a yoga mat, there's a lot of stuff you can do. In-place movements, like, for example, uh, bodyweight squats, you can do push-ups, you can do your planches, you can do, you know, things like that. So there's a lot of different options with just that space. I already mentioned an empty wall for handstands. Just make sure that you're careful. If you've got a doorway, um, maybe you can buy a uh, like a portable pull-up bar uh, that you can put in there to do some pull-ups. You could even use a table um, in your in your kitchen if it's high enough off the ground. Can't really do that in Japan over here. But the thing is, really, all I'm trying to say is that. There are tons of options that are right in front of you. You just need to get creative and be open to the possibilities that are available to you. Right. And it's important to understand too. Okay. So we post videos of Ryan in a big open room doing exercise. And the reason we do that is because if we took this video in Ryan's actual living room. Oh God. Right, yeah. you would see that he has a twelve-year-old sofa with multiple blankets draped over it. That's right. I'm not joking. No, for uh, real. <laughs> what it is? Got uh, torn shoji paper screens in the background. Yep. That my son. That, that we still have all fixed over the place. My son was five. Right. Because yeah. he lives in there. Exactly. Right. And that's exactly. distracting. So, yes. as a service to you, the viewer, <laughs> we pay rent on a place that has right. no furniture in it where Ryan does demonstrations. That yeah. does not mean that this is required. That's it's right. just because it would be distracting otherwise. Now, yeah. I know that we have uh, you know, this uh, relic culture of standing in front of the TV, watching mm-hmm. Jane Fonda and five of her friends and you know, facing the TV and working out with it. But uh, anyone who's used any of our programs, you know that that's not the way our stuff is set up, and we highly discourage you from doing that. You know, you should not be trying to watch a movie while you're training. And the thing is, every exercise, like we'll have demo videos, but then you go and do it. You don't need to be looking at the screen when you do this thing. In fact, you should not be. So this opens up another option for you. You are not nailed to where the TV is. You do not have to be sitting in front of your computer, okay? And then where this gets neat, where I'm going with this, I swear there's a purpose. (laughs) Hold on. We're almost there. It's going to be really good. You don't have to do everything in the same place. This the thing. Ryan was talking about go around your space and see what different areas you have, right? You might have a corner that is, you know, big enough to stretch in. Uh, but maybe not enough room to do something else. Or you might have a space between your coffee table and your sofa where, you know, if you move the coffee table a few inches, you've got enough room to do uh, push-ups, lunges, bridges, any of those kinds of uh, moves that, you know, that yoga mat kind of space, right? Um, then you, when it's time for pulls, you can walk over, walk to your dining room or wherever and do your pulls on your table or walk to a doorway where your pull-up bar is. What I'm saying is you don't have to do everything in one place. Be a little creative, plan around, 
you know, think about what you're going to be doing and then just decide what space each exercise needs. You don't have to have a space that you can do everything. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. It's that's the next point is, is just setting up your plan, plan of action. And so, you know, once you do understand those areas uh, that are available to you in your apartment, your house or wherever you are, then you can start looking at uh, incorporating um, those areas into your session that day. Uh, you know, might mean, you know, to change up a little bit of stuff there in your house, like Andy said, moving a coffee table or something like that, but that's easy and just move it back. Uh, the other good thing to, to think about too is, is when you have this plan, also kind of have a backup plan. Um, let's say for example, and this used to happen to me quite a bit is when I was working out at home because I didn't have a place, uh, an office, if you will, uh, like I do right now. And so I would do all of my exercises at home and the kids would happen to be there that day. And so at that particular time, I wasn't able to do that. So I had a backup plan for what I was going to do. So always take that in consideration. Um, you know, that kind of, you know, when shit happens plan, if you will. Okay. So, you know, along those lines, you got your plan now. And so the next thing would be to set up a routine. And this is related to what I was just mentioning uh, in terms of having a family, having kids, and just basically having a life. And that is once you know where you're going to be exercising and what you can do, then set up your routine. Uh, And so this is another thing. When I was setting up my routine at home, then my family knew that at this time I was going to be doing my exercise. And so that meant basically don't disturb daddy. Um, Of course, typically the kids would end up joining and we would play. But what I mean is that that's your time. And if you are able to set aside time for that and other people are aware of that, then you can actually do what you want to do. So a lot of people actually don't talk about this with their significant others and say, Hey, I'm just going to work out. And it ends up being just a whole hour or however long of frustration because you're interrupted and ask questions and things like that. So I used to talk to my wife and we used to say, okay, it's as if I were outside of the house at the gym. And so um, of course there's got to be give and take with, with that, but you know, set up your routine, find a time that's going to be good for you. Let people know. The other thing that I like to do is actually change out of my pajamas into actual workout clothing to get me into the mood for doing it. Um, really, you know where I you just are. basically wear the same sweats and old t-shirt all day. All day long. Yeah. But you don't and need to worry about showering after I or work out. Yeah. 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 After I work out, I like to just kind of sit around in those sweaty clothes yeah. for hours afterwards. Nice. Yeah. That's yeah. why you're so popular, man. So that's Probably. why we have the internet company, everyone, so that we don't have to be in the same room with Andy. <laughs> that's no, the but room. you make a good point. I mean, changing changing clothes, this is this is what people are learning now in in the uh in the, the new world of COVID yes. world, right? Is you still it's still is good to get up and shower and put on clothes. That's right. That's right. You will feel more productive. Same you thing will. when you're training. If you just try to do stuff in the same clothes, you're not going to feel like you've started a thing. Now, mm-hmm. at this point, some people are probably listening and saying, well, hold the fuck on. Ryan works out in jeans. That's right. And sometimes that's true. But the thing you need to realize is when Ryan demonstrates an exercise for a video, 
that's not his actual workout, guys. That's right. Yeah, that's not a workout. So Brian doing two pistol squats for a picture is not his workout. A little bit different. So let's just say I do need to change my t-shirt and usually my pants or whatever I'm wearing once I complete my workout. So I get pretty sweaty when I do this. What I am saying and what Andy's saying too is that by setting yourself up or making that literal change into yeah. other clothing, it's going to also be a mental change and really set you up and say, hey, okay, now I'm getting ready for my workout. And so therefore, it doesn't matter where you are. It's that mental reframe, that change that's going to allow you to say, okay, it's time to do this. And other things too, like you know, maybe you listen to music, have your playlist ready, um, you know, your water, your towel, things like that. But the thing that's really important here is just don't make it random. Things that don't get planned typically don't happen. Or if they even happen, they're not really that well thought out. Therefore, they don't really not planned. I don't want to say, yeah, they're not planned adequately. But the thing is, if you plan things out and say, again, this is where I'm going to do it. This is what I can do. Uh, these are my options. And this is my routine that I'm going to set up and do it at this time. And this is what I'm going to do to prepare to get going. Oh, it's going to be so much better. You're going to have a lot more fun with it. You're going to see results and you're going to feel really good later off. If you're the kind of person that wants to check off a box to say you did something great, there you go. You can do that. So, The next thing now we want to jump right into it is looking at distractions because as I mentioned before, you might be in a predicament where you're with your family right now and, you know, it's going to be tough to be honest. Um, Lots of stuff going on in the house, but if you can try and set this up again so that they understand and other people understand that it's your time. Now, if you are one of the you know, out there and it's just you, then in terms of distractions, what I would say is to turn off your, you know, notifications. I think this is a big one. And so you can step away from your phone and the email for, you know, 30, 45, an hour at a time. The world is not going to end. I promise you. And not looking at the news is probably a good thing right now. So, you know, turn off your email, turn off the TV as well. Andy brought this up. Um, being in front of a TV, watching a movie while you're trying to work out, it's distracting. Here in GMB, we're about awareness. You're not going to be able to make this progress in terms of having a better understanding of yourself, learning these movements. If you're trying to watch TV, check your email and do all this other stuff while you're trying to do, you know, a backward shoulder roll. So, um, you know, it comes down to, again, the awareness portion of it, bringing this up, because it's also a matter of safety. If you are working out at home and let's say you're watching the TV and then it's trying to do something and you're so distracted by the TV that you forgot that the coffee table was, you know, move to a certain place, you might bang into that. It can be dangerous. So you really want to keep your your focus on what you're doing and uh, be aware of your environment as well. And you do anyway. And so this is, this comes back to the thing where when people say they have limited space, I always think that this is actually a good thing. Mm. I always think that this is not a negative. I always think it's a benefit. Having having some confines, right? 
having those constraints within which you need to develop your creativity because that also makes you develop your awareness. Yes. This is yes. the thing is like if you're just listening to music or watching the TV, you're not being aware of what's happening in your body. But if you don't have those distractions and if you do have a space that is forcing you to pay attention to what is around you, well, then you're actually giving yourself more signal. Yes. You're giving more yeah. signal to your mind and your body, your, your sense of space, your vestibular sense as well, your mm. depth perception. Mm. You're giving more information to your nervous system and your body that helps you integrate the way this is supposed to be feeling. Helps you when you bring your, your awareness to this, helps you really develop your, your ownership of these skills, Right. Uh, when I was learning to do cartwheels when I was a kid and I didn't learn these in gymnastics, I learned them in martial arts. Uh, you know, so I didn't do them really pretty, but you know, we would get to the point where we were pretty good at cartwheels and, you know, but the real test always came. Our sensei would come and stand over there and we'd had to do a cartwheel next to him. And if we kicked him, we would have to do 20 pushups. Like that was the test, right? Yeah. So that's good. Like that was, that was where I learned, okay, I, I have to extend my legs. Right. I'm yeah. not saying that you need to do like cartwheels in a narrow hallway, even though once you get to a certain point, you should, because it's a thing That'd that be good. how good to do feedback. better. Uh, but learning how to do different kinds of movements, what are the kinds of movements you're already comfortable with in a tight space? Yeah. Probably standing, stepping, turning, sitting down. Well, maybe if you expanded that by forcing yourself a little bit to do some different moves in a tighter space, you might learn some things, might make you less clumsy when you're walking mm-hmm. around corners, might make you a little more, uh, a little better at navigating different spaces and feeling like you have more physical options. So this again is just, it's something where the thing that a lot of people think is a disadvantage actually can turn into a good advantage later on. Another That's example, really, yeah. people look at some of these moves and they say, Oh, you should never do those on a hard floor. Bullshit. <laughs> you, should, you should do them on hard floors. Now, yeah. maybe when you're first learning a move, you should not do things at full velocity and full force right. on a hard right. floor. Yeah. But let me tell you, why, is my, why are my, uh, my floor rolls so smooth? Because I practice them on hardwood floors. Hell yeah. That's the and best that feedback you're going to get quick. right there. Yep. That's the best feedback you're going to get. Yep. You're going to learn real quick if you're doing it correctly or incorrectly. If you only practice on a soft padded floor, you're not going to know that your elbow is banging harder harder than it should. You're not going to know that your shoulders should round more. You're not going to know these things. You're not going to know that if you turn your neck a little bit, you'll actually get more space. But if you do these on a hard floor, you're going to learn things a lot more quickly. So again, it's just another example. Don't, don't think that these things are necessarily deal killers or that they're negatives. They change the approach that you have to take, but they don't, you know, you, you just need to be careful if your environment mm. isn't ideal, yeah. but that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, but yeah, talk a lot. We talked a lot about this. I think it's really good. Um, just kind of the key points to kind of wrap this up is uh, really just get creative. That's the first thing. Figure out what's available for you. Um, what do you have? Look at your space as an opportunity and then figure out the possibilities that are there for you because there are possibilities. There definitely are. 
Um, set up a plan. You gotta have a plan. So once you understand what you can do and what's available, then set up your plan. You're gonna have to maybe change things around. The program that you're doing might have to be adjusted. Perfectly fine with that. It's all good. Uh, then you set up your routine. So try and figure out, okay, when am I going to do this? Uh, it can be the same time every day. That's something with me. Uh, I work out in the afternoons. Um, at a particular time because I do all my work during the day and I just have a time set up for that. So that could be you. Um, then as far as a routine as well, uh, look at what was what is going to help you in order to get in, in the right state of mind to begin your workouts and make it easier for you to do them. Uh, and then the last thing is avoid distractions. So really be present uh, in your sessions that you're doing. Um, yeah, it's going to help you to enjoy them as well. Yeah. So So it's a combination of timing, place, and psychology. Yes. Don't just think, oh, well, you know, my house is like this. That's not all of it. Think about how, you know, how different rooms are used differently at different times of day, right? Yes. You know, how you can, how you can arrange your space to get the most out of it and how you can arrange your space and the timing and other factors like, you know, putting on, uh, you know, putting ABBA on repeat for the next 45 minutes, <laughs> how you can, how you can tweak your psychology to make sure that you're getting the most out of the space that you have too. This stuff is That's important. Good. That's really good. I'll leave you with a secret technique. So we talked a lot about being indoors in your house, but I would like to say the next time that you're outside and you're walking around, stand up tall, be proud. And really that's it. So next time you're walking around, don't slouch bring your chest up, chin up, and uh, go out and be good. That's about it. All right. That's it. Later. Bye-bye. Goodbye.